Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Christy Foley. Christy, you're a fellow Orlandoan, and you are the founder of eMediation Services. You're found on the web at eMediationServices.com. And then there's your personal site, ChristyTalks.com. Christy, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me today, Josh. I'm excited to talk with you. Yeah. And so business owners, listen up. Christy, explain what eMediation Services does. So eMediation Services not only provides virtual conferencing mediation services to parties who are in a lawsuit and having some sort of dispute, they need a third-party person to come in and help them figure out how to negotiate effectively. But in addition to that, I also do a lot of corporate trainings. So I do corporate trainings on things like conflict resolution, emotional intelligence, things of that nature, to really help make sure that people can keep their workplaces productive and profitable. Because a lot of Sometimes when conflict pops up in the workplace, it ends up making the company less profitable than it should be. Yeah. So, um, boy, if we think about all of the potential areas, could, could, maybe could you list off a few like case, you know, uh, you know, case uses where uh, conflicts can arise? Absolutely. So we see conflict arise in a number of different situations. Um, For example, one of the corporate trainings I did just this past weekend was one where we had a situation of a lot of sexual harassment going on in the workplace. So I stepped in not only to talk about sexual harassment because I am a lawyer and I do a lot of employment law mediations, so I'm familiar with that area, but also to talk to people about how they can resolve those kinds of issues. Who do you talk to? What do you say? You know, how does that actually need to get handled in order to make sure that you don't have a hostile work environment and that people aren't quitting and giving you a high turnover rate? Um, So that's just one recent example. But I also see a lot of turmoil in regards to generational gaps. And in regards to people being overworked, particularly following this great resignation that we've seen due to COVID, the people who are left in the workforce are feeling really burnt out. And when they feel burnt out and then leadership asks them to take on another role or do some service or something like that, they are overwhelmed and they don't know how to handle it. And a lot of times they explode. And so I work with new leaders in particular to help them learn, how do I navigate these conflict waters? What do I do when someone explodes at me and all I'm doing is trying to get them to do their job? And so that's one thing that I really love getting to do because I know what I help them with, the skills that I give them to have effective communication with each other, that's going to last them throughout their lifetime. And that's going to bring a lot of peace to their lives. So honestly, I have a really fun job, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, have you, and I'm going to ask you some silly questions here. So, uh, have you ever been in, uh, so are you, you're there with both parties? Sometimes it really depends on how the company wants to set things up. So sometimes I, I step in and I help, you know, there might be a situation where we have a whole team at a company that isn't uh, performing well. And so I step mm-hmm. in and I kind of guide them through some exercises, talk to them about some communication techniques, emotional intelligence techniques, that kind of thing, so that everyone in the team gets empowered with those skills. There are other companies where they realize, oh no, we've made a huge mistake. We've Mm -hmm. promoted our best people for being good at their job, but we haven't given them any leadership training. We haven't Mm. given them any conflict resolution training or anything like that. So then there are other companies that call me in and say, help our leaders, help our leaders learn how to lead. They're good at their job, but they don't know how to lead. And so I come in and I help them with that. That's not my silly question. That's a great question uh, that I just asked. <laughs> and, uh, but really, what I'm curious about, you know, when you work in mediation, uh, do you ever see things get like really, really heated where you're like, I don't think you need a mediator. I think you need a, you know, security. <laughs> keep Keep everybody safe at this point. Yeah, so security is definitely a big concern. Um, And I'll be honest with you, I've been very fortunate in that in my career as a mediator, which I've been mediating since 2009, so I've had a decent career. Um, I have only had one incident where I almost called security. Um, And that particular incident, I actually had someone who was uh, part of the police force and who came into our mediation in uniform because he had to report to work right after our mediation. But being that he was in uniform, he was actually armed. And he got quite upset during our mediation. And he was leaning over the table at the other person, you know, pointing his finger in their face and yelling at them kind of thing. This is a gentleman who was like six foot two, probably 250 (laughs) pounds. I can tell you, I'm like five foot three. Um, I am not a tall person. And uh, when this happened, I knew I had two options. Either I could regain control of the mediation or I could call in security. And I thought, you know what? Let me just give this a shot really quickly. So I stood up. A lot of times if you do something unexpected, you know, you're in a business Mm. meeting, you randomly stand up, that's unexpected. Uh, You can kind of grab people's attention. So I stood up and even though I'm a solid but almost shorter than this gentleman. I looked at him and I said, sir, if you cannot control yourself, then I'm going to have to ask you to leave this mediation. So please sit down and we'll continue our conversation in a peaceful manner. And Mm -hmm. I just, you know, took that lower tone of voice with him was super calm Mm -hmm. and it worked. So Mm -hmm. I never ended up having to call security, which was really nice. Um, Now, of course, I did have to make sure everybody was comfortable proceeding. We ended up going into separate rooms for the remainder of the mediation just so that everyone felt safe. But Mm. it was really nice that I ended up being able to control that kind of crazy situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, gosh, I think about, you know, when you're a small or medium-sized business owner, um, you can certainly have... um, you know, disputes with um, employees that I don't know which is more common, you know, internal disputes or disputes that are a little bit more external in nature with like customers. Do you have a feel for that? 
I agree with you. I think that there are a lot of both, unfortunately, especially for Mm -hmm. small businesses. Small businesses in particular tend to have, just because their proportion of customers is so much higher than their proportion of employees, their disputes tend to be more external than internal. For medium-sized businesses, it's usually pretty equal. Um, And one thing that is important for those businesses to know about is customer service and emotional intelligence. Uh, So I've actually worked with some customer service representatives in the past on emotional intelligence and how to defeat Mm. situations and that kind of thing, uh, which I think has been really helpful, especially when businesses are launching new customer service departments and they need to get people trained quickly. It's been helpful to have that kind of training. You know, one thing, um, my my wife is a licensed marriage and family therapist, and, and I recall it was about a couple of years ago where we had just, um, uh, just you know, nobody's fault, just a, a really unfortunate circumstance between us and a client. And, you know, they did some things I was not expecting. And of course, that fell completely outside of our formula, which we were kind of not ready for. Uh, and yes, it, it ended up not being a great situation for anybody. So, um so there were kind of hurt feelings on both sides. And, and one thing that uh, my wife recommended is, hey, before you kind of get into all the facts of the stuff, try addressing the emotion first, like with without necessarily admitting, you know, any, you know, admitting anything, just say, you know, uh, you know, acknowledge that this is very frustrating and that, you know, it's just, it's unfortunate to feel badly that, 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 that this has happened. And, um, you know, and, and what I'm hearing from you is, you know, frustration and disappointment and, and so forth. Um, I, I feel like that was great advice. And it sounds like based on the fact that you're talking quite a bit about emotional intelligence, that that's, that's going to be really important in conflict resolution and or just, you know, kind of resolving disputes amicably, as amicably as possible. Yes, absolutely. Um, And I love what your wife said about, you know, explaining to the person, this is what I'm hearing you say. This is what I think you're feeling, because that's something that I teach people to do as well. We call it reframing. So you summarize what the person has said, which means you have to have listened really well to them. And then you add in that underlying emotion that you hear coming through whatever they're saying. And then the key to a good reframe, I'll tell you this tip right now, Josh, and maybe your (laughs) wife already told you, but the key to a good reframe statement is that at the end, you ask if you're correct, if you're understanding that correctly, because if you aren't correct, they may explode on you. They may yell at you. You're not understanding me. You're not listening Mm. to me, that kind of thing. But if you ask, is that correct? Is that how you're feeling? Am I understanding mm-hmm. you accurately? Something along those lines. It gives them a really calm, really civil way to say, actually, I'm feeling more like this, or actually, the more important part to me is that. And so it helps to diffuse any kind of tension. It also shows them that you genuinely care about understanding yeah. correctly, which is yeah. good to just making them feel like you care about them. And that can help alleviate a lot of tension as well. But it's absolutely imperative that you reframe. And I've actually found that yeah. Sometimes people can come out of conflict having a better relationship than they had before the conflict. If they handle the conflict resolution right, it can actually build their relationship, which is just so awesome to see. Uh, Yes. Um, I I, um, so. 
you know, that's oftentimes, you know, when my wife is um, working with clients who would talk generally about, you know, things, not individual cases, um, you know, but, you know, she'll, she'll often tell folks, listen, I want you to know that if you can resolve this, um, when you get on the other side of this, um, that, I mean, it, it will be such a strengthener to your relationship. Um, you know, if you choose to, um, you know, keep, keep this relationship together sort of thing. Um, you know, one thing I wanted to point out, um, that you had said, and, and I think about Christy, my own experience, you know, maybe talking with customer service or whatever, um, I may go in, uh, very disappointed and, you know, you know, demanding a refund. Um, and I feel myself, you know, just kind of like a little bit more, and that may be unreasonable for me to request a full refund, for example. Um, and when I feel listened to and heard, like I generally am okay with a reasonable resolution, taking into account the other person's positions and feelings, if they will just hear me. If, yeah. if they'll just hear me, I mean, I think about, you know, you think about some of these major, major, I don't know if this is the case, but, you know, think about the dollar value of empathy. Isn't that crazy? But yeah, there, there I mean, really is. Priceless. That empathy truly is priceless. Mm. Brene Brown actually has a great video on empathy that I love to show people um, where it, it really explains the difference between empathy and sympathy. And that's so important with conflict resolution because sympathy tends to make people more upset, but empathy truly helps them to resolve the problem, which is lovely. Mm, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, it, it for um, someone that's let's say someone that's getting into business and um, they they've never been in business before. Um, what are those potential landmines of conflict that might be out there that perhaps there may be some things, maybe not, but maybe things that we can do to reduce the incidence of conflict in our workplace culture. I think some of the biggest things that if you're starting a new business, you can take with you no matter who you're dealing with. So if you're dealing with a new landlord, if you're dealing with a vendor who's you know getting you a sign for your door, if you're dealing with customers or new employees, regardless of who you're dealing with, one of the biggest tips I can give you is to listen actively to whoever you're interacting with. Listen to them carefully, reframe what they're saying like we were talking about, Josh. Um, and that will really help them to A, trust you, trust that you're hearing them, and B, to communicate more effectively with them. The second big tip I have for people is to just be transparent. Too often, I find, especially with new business owners, they're like, well, I need this and I need it by this date and I need that. And they don't explain to the person they're talking to why they need it, what they have kind of lined up behind it that is depending on this first thing. So being transparent, being open about why you need the things you need can be really helpful as well, because the other person may have some sort of workaround for you. Um, you know, you never know what options they may come up with, but if you don't explain your rationale to them, they can't even begin to help you achieve your goals. So being transparent is also super important. Uh, Christy, what types of companies have you been working with maybe over the past couple of years? Um, like who, who should get to know you as well? <laughs> 
Well, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, conflict can happen in any industry. So I can tell you, I've worked with companies from, um, you know, city organizations. So we, some of our public servants, like our police officers and our firefighters and that kind of thing. I've worked with hospitals. Um, oh, hospitals I can imagine. Unfortunately, at all different stages have conflict, even scarily enough in the OR. Um, so I've worked with hospital administrators, nurses, surgeons, doctors, the whole nine. Um, I've also worked in the retail landscape. So with different retail outlets, making sure whether they're a small or medium-sized business or even a larger big box store, making sure that they have teams that are cohesively working together where conflict isn't interrupting their attempt to get done what they need to get done on a daily basis. Yeah. And then um, how do you typically engage? Like if someone says, all I know is I have a major uh, uh, disagreement right now with someone in the leadership team um, and and they're not budging, I'm not budging, uh, I because I just flat out disagree with them, blah, blah, blah. Um, can they reach out to you? Is that, would that be a case use or, you know, maybe they have a conflict with a vendor or a client or something like that. And, and what does it look like then? Absolutely. So I am happy to consult on one-time conflict issues for different businesses. Um, I enjoy doing that. But what I love doing is coming in and helping a whole team or helping a group of leaders to go ahead and figure out better ways to avoid conflict in the future and resolve any current conflict they have going on. Um, So I take different approaches to my clients' needs, you know, depending on what the situation is. So If it's a one-time scenario, you have two leaders who are fighting with each other, I'm going to sit down and talk to each of them. I'm going to see if I can then bring them together to talk to each other. That's really me acting more as a mediator than anything else. Uh, But if I've got a whole team that needs training or a whole department that needs training, I'm going to step in and I'm probably going to spend half a day to a day with them. And I'm going to go through, okay, let's talk about our issues. Let's talk about what we want to shape today to look like. And then let's talk about some tools moving forward to prevent these issues from recurring. Mm. And and as well as for uh, speaking, Christy, um, what types of organization do you speak to and and what would be a really, really great fit to uh, bring you in as a speaker? Great question, Josh. Um, I actually speak at a lot of different types of conferences. Again, different industries all have different conferences, like annual conventions kind of thing that they usually hold. And because so many different industries do experience conflict, those are really events where if they want any kind of learning session or skill-based session, they'll bring someone like me in to go ahead and to talk about conflict resolution skills, particularly for leaders or people who are getting into leadership positions. So uh, for example, there's actually a hospital administrators conference in May in New Orleans that I'm speaking at, um, speaking at some other conferences as well for uh, engineering world and for the um, kind of agile marketplace and project management world, project managers certainly deal a lot with conflict resolution. So a lot of different industries have found that at an annual conference or even a local conference, having someone come in and talk about conflict resolution and emotional intelligence can be really beneficial. 
Yeah, terrific. All right. So your website, emediationservices.com and your personal website, which also uh, shares a lot about your speaking. Um, and that is at Christy with a Y talks.com. Christy Foley, thank you so much. Again, founder of eMediation Services. Thank you so much, Christy, for joining us. Thank you for having me, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free, no credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.